0: everyone welcome to the utah royals fc show my name is lucas muller and i am joined today by cindy laura um yeah we said last week that it was a somber episode this one uh more so um news broke over the weekend and was officially announced by the teams in the league today that uh, utah royals um fc will be relocated to kansas city and um rebranded as a um yet to be announced new team name there in, in Kansas city. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of the second worst case scenario, I think for Utah fans in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah, Cindy, what, what did you think when you, when you heard the news? Um, what Saturday I think was when it first was reported and then announced this morning.
1: Yeah, it was, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we heard the report that there was a chance. There was that talk. There was that possibility. Um, and you kind of were holding out, you know, for some hope that this wouldn't be the case. Um, I think it's fair that Kansas City wants to be back uh, in the NWSL. Um, but, man, I did not expect it to go this way. So, Oh. A little surprised, um, devastated. Obviously, I felt, you know, devastated for the Utah community, especially for a community who has supported the Royals so passionately and, you know, has gotten behind this team and the fan base has grown and the players have been embraced and adopted. And it's, it's a little just surprising but at the same time with everything going on a part of me is like oh yeah okay um and and I feel like it's it was just like a culmination of everything we've seen this year um you know I think 2020 started with Laura Harvey leaving and that was like a sign of things to come. You know, Scott Parkinson no. left and Becky Sabron, then Kristen Prez, Vero Boquete, Kelly O'Hara. It, it just kept going. And then COVID and that threw everything out of all sorts. So,
0: it- Yeah, I mean, when you list it out like that, it is crazy. Like this time last year, it just like – It's sort of mind-blowing how different the landscape was. Even, Mm -hmm. even early into twenty twenty, it's like there was a new coach. Everyone was excited about who wanted to make the team a lot more attacking focused. Mm -hmm. They were the team was legitimately one global pandemic away from signing Maro and Buhari, and Mm -hmm. I was told by someone with the team that they were going to sign another. Uh, international player that was kind of a household name for people who pay attention to the international game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and this team had had struggled the first their first two years, not making the playoffs. But it felt like they were on the cusp of kind of doing a little bit of a, a little bit of a refresh, and that things could be really solid. Mm-hmm. And then when you list out, yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. those players not coming through and then you know you lose you lose the head coach you lose Sauerbrunn you lose Parkinson you lose uh you know later on it I think is when it becomes more alarming like those first three kind of make sense but then you lose Kristen Press Mm -hmm. then you lose you know Kayla O'Hara Barrow, and it's like mm, do players not want to be here like Gunny is kind of quickly going to Iceland. Of is quickly going to England. Oh, yeah. It seems like there's not a desire Mm -hmm. to be in Utah. And, like, frankly, knowing what we know, I don't blame any of the players for wanting to get out, at least not, you know, at least not in the short term. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about those other players, like Gunny and Rachel Corsi. Um,
0: yeah, kind of different because I think the team still retain their rights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, definitely different than, than a Kristen Press whose rights were traded away for for peanuts.
1: <laughs> peanuts, um, for real. And Kelly Her, I mean, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, probably the two most valuable players on the team, um, Mm -hmm. at least at some level. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, if we're, since we're talking about that super fascinating, the difference in what they got for Sauerbrunn when the team was sort of in a position of strength, even if they hadn't made the playoffs Mm
1: -hmm. versus
0: what they got for Kristen Press, one of the best attacking players in the world right now.
1: Mm-hmm Kristen Press. Those were the glory days.
0: Yeah. Um Remember that run of games in 2019 where she was just like banging in these beautiful girls yeah. nonstop? Mm. According yeah. to the stands, maybe if we'd been a little nicer, we would still have her, still have a team.
1: Yeah, this was probably just karma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang it. Should not have made that meme. This is on me, guys.
1: This, yeah. Ha-ha. Um... <laughs> Um. Yeah, so not not the news you want to hear on a Saturday evening right before you're about to do Zoom Harry Potter night, trivia night. Um, it's probably- yeah, how did that go?
0: I've done Harry Potter trivia in the past, and I just love it, Ugh. and I thought I was good. <laughs> I did it at a bar and just got demolished.
1: You realize that so you're like, wow, I need to reread the books, all of them. Um. Yeah, I think the final question that we did some that we put in all our points. Um, like the wager, you know, double or nothing. It was it was when Dumbledore and Harry were in the cave after they retrieved the horcrux. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the spell that Dumbledore uses temporarily to like split the fire apart or something like that, so they could get through?
0: Oh. Yeah, I mean, in the in the split the fire part, doesn't he conjure the fire to scare the uh uh the not the mentors? What are they called? The uh, inferi-
1: Yeah, well, he does, but then he, they also have to get through. Oh, so
0: right now I can like picture the movie where he's yeah. just like, swinging his wand around his head like it's a lasso almost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, do you remember the answer?
1: I don't. And so that's why I'm trying to. Remember. It's. Yeah.
0: yeah. More importantly, did you guys get the get the question right?
1: No. So we were leading first place. We were like, ah, let's do it. Oh, it was called Partis Temporis. Oh, that's and that
0: a, that sounds made up. <laughs> and that, that created that.
1: <laughs> and that created a gap in the flames to allow the safe way to get to there um so no we were leading first place and then we decided to put in all our points to like you know whatever double or nothing and we lost because we Mm. i think my my answer was like something incantatum that was not right um Mm. and so another team was actually a lot more conservative with their points and so they were like well they were already at the bottom and so if they win they get points if they lose they'll still maintain points to like keep so they were the smart team and they won and so interesting anyway before this turns into a Harry Potter podcast maybe that's our next podcast
0: yeah i i think that's great that are you know spurs uh
1: oh yeah the spurs we really should start a spurs podcast lucas
0: you know, there's a few out there, and uh don't really love any of them.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, everyone loves this show. They would love the Tottenham Hotspur show.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, moving on from uh, Harry Potter. Um, yeah, did you have any other thoughts, like, about, I don't know, about the reaction to the news?
1: Yeah, I think it's just... Ah, uh, it's just—it's never easy to lose an NWSL team. I mean, you can ask Boston Breaker fans, FC Kansas City fans, when they saw their teams fold in 2017. Um, and I feel for the Utah community that has now joined this list. And I don't think I ever imagined that a team so so successful in its market would would have its team taken away like this. Um. I think that's, that's, that's really what, what is like, because yes, Boston and Kansas City had their fan base, base, um, but I don't think it was as, as extensive or as, you know, as big as it was in Utah. Um, and I feel like with Utah Royals FC, everybody, like a good portion of the state of the city of Salt Lake City. Was behind this team, and you think back to like the opening game, and it wasn't like 18,000 fans,
0: yeah, it was 19 and change. Okay. Yeah, the stadium holds 20 something, but they closed the south end because they had that concert.
1: Okay, that's right, yeah, that's so weird.
0: The yeah. lady that forgot the words to the anthem, she's like some crappy pop singer, and <laughs> I heard they had regrets about that situation.
1: Oh, Rachel Platten. Oh yeah. Oh, poor girl. Anyway, um, so it's just, it's just so hard because you're like, it's not supposed. I, I'm sorry, Orlando, but I'm like, Orlando. I could see that happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is there
0: bad or?
1: <laughs> I mean, their support teams. I mean, like. I, I, I think their the support in that city for them has diminished. Um, I'm sorry, Orlando fans, but I mean, I could see like Orlando. Could be the next team that's like, okay, well, it's not working out here. Let's move on. Um, but not Utah. I mean, that's what makes it so hard. It's that. This, it's. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, someone on on the Equalizers podcast described it as you know, at, for teams active in the league, the Cell kind of just lost their their flagship team. Yeah, the results weren't really there in the field, but you know, really great branding, top class like facilities, um, sharing an in you know MLS stadium and kind of treated co-equal it's sort of branded that way but um you know i i would say that never really happened but certainly got a lot of love um from the community and he, even the owner like one mls player i brought up the residents like oh deloitte loves them and you know he's He has a lot, has a lot, a lot of faults, which makes it impossible for him to be in an ownership position, rightly so. But he did really want to develop the team and want to see success with the team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, Lucas, what's, I know. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Lucas? How are you feeling? How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I think I... I feel pretty devastated about it, honestly. Um, it I feel like I have sort of a weird relationship with the Royals in that with RSL, I was very much a fan before I started doing media stuff. And doing media stuff has really changed how I feel about that team. Um, even though I still absolutely like have a fan side to me, I feel like I sort of put that aside a lot. But it was sort of that way with the like. I did media for, like, covering the Royals from day one, um, at least in some capacity. Um, and I am, like, I'm a, I'm significantly sadder about this than I thought I would be. Um, I'm yeah. pretty upset. I, uh, <laughs> to me, I feel very similar to how I felt, like, when Trump won the election in 2016, mm-hmm. or when, like, the U.S. men missed out in the World Cup, mm-hmm. just, like, Pretty shocked and like kind of like I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of honestly, all three of these have been events being like non deaths that were really unexpected and like tragic in different ways mm-hmm. um, to different degrees. Like sports is probably mm-hmm. not as important as having a wannabe fascist as president. Uh, mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Mm. Um. Yeah, and I I think I just like you said earlier. As soon as things came up with um, Deloitte in August, when it when it came out that he was like saying the N word and all this terrible stuff, um, that you had a feeling that this would go badly for the Royals, and I think you expressed that like multiple times. And I remember thinking mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like no, like <laughs> someone will see the value in having an NWSL team. Like someone is going to come in and buy the whole organization. Like we have Josie Altador, Ryan Smith, JJ Watt, tweeting uh, tweeting out interest, Ramondo, tweeting out interest. Like someone is going to put together an ownership group and it's going to be the best parts of what, what the RSL organization, including the Utah Royals, have now but better because there won't be an owner who's like a very toxic person who is super cheap with people and um, yeah, just kind of terrible, I guess, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was like, I felt so optimistic about what would happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and for this to be the outcome is just, yeah devastating um i think having had an Indabu cell team in salt lake city was incredible Mm -hmm. um i i loved being able to watch world-class players like every weekend almost um Mm -hmm. play in our city come visit our city play against us like that was so much fun and i'll always cherish that and you know how i got to be behind a camera for almost every home game, like how much fun that was. Um, I was a season ticket holder the first season. And I sat in my seat for, (laughs) I think, one and a half games. (laughs) Uh, So I did not renew. um, But like, yeah, that was. Yeah, thinking back to that first game, that was just so fun. Um, And it's just like crazy to think. That, that was such a short-lived team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I feel pretty sad, but I feel mad too. Like,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: to me, this all comes back to Deloitte. Like Deloitte mm-hmm. being like pretty terrible is why. Why there's no longer a team in in Utah, mm-hmm. and that's that's real rough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's what it comes down to. It's like it's 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 I think this is important to remember that, you know, you taught it, it's not anything you did. This isn't on like the support of you know, there wasn't because there was lack of support. It's not you know, I, I've seen you know, people on Twitter do have, you know, be mad. I, I totally get that. I think oh the emotions that people are feeling are valid. Um and it's it's easy to blame, you know, somebody and you know it's not the fans' fault, it's it's not the NWSL's fault. Um the NWSL had to be proactive. Um yeah. that deadline is what less than a month away. I'm at tomorrow, a month away, the MLS can take over and yeah, but the NWSL can't do that, and so we were at a situation it was reaching to a point where it's like this team is just going to fold if there's no owner by this date um nobody wants that you, if yeah. you yeah
0: i mean i think yeah like to me this is not the worst possible outcome like and i'm super super thankful for that um that the team didn't just fold uh like this is i, I think you're right like I think this is the league handling a, a bad situation fairly well. Um, I think if they, you know, the league was a stronger league financially, they could maybe do what MLS might do and just take over and run it. But they're not in that position. And they're. I think they're doing the best they can. And, um, like, it sucks. Like, Utah fans 100% get the – short end of the stick in this, but it doesn't mean it's the wrong thing from the
1: league. Right. And so yeah, I'm I'm so sad for Utah and you know, I I was thinking, I was like, well, wow, I've gone through this twice already. Um uh, first with Kansas City when they moved to Utah. And I was like, Salt Lake City, okay. And then you know, now it's like, oh, back to Kansas City. What? So I mean, it it's okay. Like, take time to grieve, reflect, step away. You know, I think it's okay to do all of that. And, but I also like do want to like encourage listeners and fans like continue supporting the league. Um, if you want to continue supporting the players who are going to Kansas City, I mean, there's no one's. I mean, probably Lucas would be like Kansas City or whatever but <laughs> um you know continue supporting the league like it's I, I think and we yeah this is probably the next topic but um okay so fans it's you were wonderful and yeah like lucas said you got the end short end of the stick and this isn't fair um on the fans and on the community and it's not fun but you know we know who's to blame. We know who's responsible for the team being um, relocated. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about kind of the details of what happened. So, let me just read the first paragraph of the press release. Um, mm-hmm. Utah Royals FC has entered into a mutual Mutually beneficial transaction with the National Women's Soccer League that would permit the team to play in Kansas City for the upcoming 2021 season. This transaction provides clarity on where our remarkable and talented women will play soccer next year while enabling new ownership to reestablish the Utah Royals FC name and franchise at Rio Tinto Stadium two years from now in 2023. Um, so that's yeah, kind of the first chunk of the press release. There's more, there's quotes from Deloitte Hansen. I'm have no interest in giving him voice or reading that. I was actually really shocked that they would include yeah. anything he had to say.
1: Yeah, um, why why would they do that? Why 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 was it necessary to give him space? Like, I don't care. Um and I read that and I got a little mad. That's all yeah. I was like.
0: We don't need to amplify the voices of of racists any more than is already being done in 2020. So mm. whatever he has to say is inconsequential and should not be amplified.
1: Exactly. Like no. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, so to bring some clarity here, like what does Kansas City get from from Utah?
1: Um the name, the robes. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs)
0: Robes. That would be so maybe that's what certain assets mean. Maybe the robes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You get some robes. Um, so they get the draft pick order, allocation money, including all that conditional stuff with Sovereign and O'Hara, depending on how much time to play. Um all the player rights, all the yeah, the draft picks. So basically everything but the name itself. It would be really awkward to have two Royals, Royals, um in the city of Kansas City. But
0: they play in the Missouri side, right? Uh
1: the Royals, like the baseball team.
0: Um, like wherever the new stadium is. It's by like Children's Mercy Park, right?
1: Yeah, which is actually in the Kansas side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was going to um, say, like,
0: the Missouri Royals would be pretty funny, but <laughs> Kansas Royals is a little too close to Kansas City Royals.
1: Yeah. No. So the Chiefs and the Royals, the baseball team, have are in the Missouri side, and their stadiums are right next to each other. Um, and then the Children's Mercy Park is um, – off I-70, and that's in the Kansas side. So, yeah. um, I believe...
0: That's great. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I-70 yeah I goes through Utah. You can drive to Kansas from Utah? That's just...
1: What? You can drive anywhere in the great old America.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> not
1: Hawaii. Oh, yeah. That would be really hard. And I've always wanted... Off topic. I've always wanted to like go to Alaska, like just do a road trip to Alaska. Mm -hmm. You would have to go through two customs customs though. You have to go through Canada. Yeah, you still live in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, Uh,
0: I've I've never driven to Alaska. I've only flown there, but my dad has driven like twice.
1: Right, and
0: uh, it's a long and pretty pretty boring drive. I assume a lot of it is really beautiful, but it's just like. A week drive
1: hmm. that'd be so much fun though like
0: yeah my grandparents came up in their R- rv one once oh. that was pretty cool
1: oh wow yeah wow well it's actually cheaper to fly to alaska for for like six hundred dollars but right now i don't want to fly no thank you
0: yeah yeah probably mm. probably a good uh 2022
1: mm. vacation yeah um, okay. Sorry. We're are so distracted today.
0: <laughs> um, so you can drive oh names. Okay. So yeah, I mean that is worth noting that they don't get the Utah Royals names that that Utah Soccer Holdings LLC retains that name um and can rejoin the league in twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more later, but like that, that's certainly pretty core to, mm-hmm. to this press release and not mm-hmm. something. Well, it was something I heard would be announced last night. I heard it would be announced today and I was like pretty skeptical. Uh, So it was cool to see that that actually came through because you know, that's, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, uh what's her Twitter handle, Casey Woso? Yeah. Uh yeah. Um They so this is being treated as a new team just like the Royals were treated as a new team from FC Casey when they mm-hmm. took over at the end of twenty seventeen. Um so that means correct me if I'm wrong, but that means they don't get the the history right? They don't get the two stars.
1: That's what I've been trying to. F- I don't believe so because if it is a new team, like it's not the former FC Kansas City team going. Oh, I want the team back. So I don't believe so. I think that's what's being like talked about, or I've I've heard some rumblings of what does happen to. First of all, they should not get that logo. Have you ever seen the FC Kansas City logo? Yes. Uh I I've mean. Heard. It's like I drew it in like seventh grade um, on like Microsoft (laughs) Paint. paint. Yes. Um, So, yeah. I don't know. I don't believe so because it is a new (laughs) logo.
0: (laughs) I just pulled up that logo and it is so bad.
1: It is. I. Oh man! Somebody was like, "I can make this logo." No. And then it was
0: like somebody was like, Oh, look, my nephew's really good at Photoshop. Like, we'll have him spin something up. And you know what? He wasn't <laughs>
1: like, What is that? It looks like it looks it like it looks like a Play Doh, like a Play Doh doll. Do you remember Bambi? No, Gambit. Is that Gumby? green Gumby?
0: Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> um. I do. I was gonna say it's kind of got like a yin yang thing going. Yeah, um, but more swirly almost.
1: Yeah, like
0: listeners, if you're not pulling it up, you need to just yes. Google the FCKC logo. And uh, I mean, it was created in, in 2012. This wow. this is not acceptable, even in 2012 soccer, <laughs> which is not that long ago.
1: Oh man, I have a hat with that logo and. I should just wear it for uh, throwback days. I think. You actually
0: probably should. That, that'll that give
1: you a lot of street cred right now. Oh, for sure. One of the OGs. Oh, you man. know that
0: when this team reforms, there's going to be a lot of, like, FCKC fans who are going to definitely be like, oh, I was here before, which is fine. I would do the same thing. Yeah. I will do the same thing if you the Royals good. come back.
1: Yeah, you're going to show up and be like, what up? I am Lucas Wade Muller. I don't know if um, you guys
0: know, but I used to have a podcast about this
1: team. <laughs> <laughs> and then the new kids can be like, "Okay, whatever, move over." Um, for all of us, probably. Um, yeah, so I don't believe they will let logo will resurface. Please do not let it. And then, and then the FC Kansas City is at the championships. Will go down in history, but not my thought
0: yeah i mean so what i'm wondering is so i'm looking at the san jose earthquakes wikipedia page now they are notable for being Mm. in major league soccer but kind of famously we're in san jose um and we're founded in like 1974 and then we're relocated to houston and that's where the houston dynamo like came from and then they got a new team that basically just, you know, it's not like um, uh, the Dynamo have the the wins that – because I think they had won MLS Cup a couple times early on. They didn't have those wins. um, And I think that, yeah, those just went back onto – until like the the new the new version of um the earthquakes, so I don't know i like I don't see any harm in hmm. the new Kansas City team like getting those old honors, like I think that'd be kind of cool, yeah it, it
1: hmm.
0: I can't hmm. see why anyone would be opposed to that I don't
1: know maybe some I don't know, maybe Becky. <laughs>
0: I don't know. She's one to be vindictive.
1: Yeah. Don't.
0: Um yeah, so they do play in twenty twenty one. Um so their preseason is just two months out. They have a Ooh. lot of work to do in that time. Um but we got some some big news already that um Hugh Williams, who was I think an assistant under Vladko there, is that is that right?
1: Yes. I believe so. And then he became general manager.
0: was yeah, so he was the former general manager of FC Casey and he' is now the new head coach. Mm-hmm,
1: Do mm-hmm. you know
0: anything about this guy?
1: He's pretty He's pretty well respected um, in the Casey community, like the soccer community. Hmm. And yeah, he worked with Vladko Anovski, who is obviously now with the US national team. Um. So I mean, he has ties to U.S. U.S. youth soccer and college programs across across the nation. He also has a very successful youth club in Kansas City, and many of his players have been like standouts in college and then the pro ranks. I want to say Shea Groom, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Do not quote me. Um.
0: Cindy Laura says Shea Groom and nothing else.
1: <laughs> uh. Always throwing me under the bus. That is what the next podcast should be. (laughs) Um, but he's he's. I mean, he's he's a pretty he's a solid pick for for somebody who. I mean, I like that they didn't try to like try to go for someone big and fancy outside. Like they pretty somebody that's local, somebody that's coached for a long time, somebody who's been involved in the youth. You know, the youth game and. Worked with, I mean, anybody who works with Vladko Ananovsky is pretty cool, I think. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Curious. So, I'm curious what that means for like Emmy hmm. Um, hmm. Will she go over as an assistant? Um, I like got hmm. a little annoyed because I just learned how to spell her last name. Right now <laughs> she's screaming. <laughs>
1: I know, right? It's like, ooh, I've been wondering the same. Um, but and I that was you.
0: that was her last team. Like she knows yeah. him.
1: Yeah. Um, so I wanna, I want like the hopeful side of me does want to say, I think she comes on as uh, Williams's assistant because she knows the players, the current players right now. She knows Kansas City. She's worked with Williams, like either Zach that whole connection um but at the same time you said she has roots in in salt lake city right
0: yeah i mean she was living here prior to the royals ever being uh a thing which she moved Mm -hmm. here after retiring from fc as a player with fc kansas city in 2015 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so she certainly wanted to be here over kansas city which is how people should feel
1: uh, <laughs> um,
0: but yeah I think yeah she mentioned once that she had family out here
1: hmm. yeah so is she willing to you know uproot her life and you know head back to the city of her former glory of 2015 NWSL championship um, I don't know maybe yeah um, I don't believe Caitlin Young who is I don't I don't see her moving. I believe she's pretty Salt Lake City based and has a family. And
0: yeah, she's like from here. And I've I've never actually talked to to Caitlin, Um, but you know she's got yeah she's got a family. She was coaching club soccer prior to um, her assistant role with the Royals. And part of the reason she was brought on was youth development, Mm. um, which. Has certainly changed now. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see see what happens. Um, like we will continue to monitor these moves and mm-hmm. either Soapbox will report on them or um, Blue Testament, which is uh, Cindy's new gigs.
1: <gasps> gigs? Yeah. Gig? digs, Gig. gig. Yeah. That. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you think of the new ownership group? It's the first, let's see, how how are they phrasing it? The first um, majority women-owned team to operate within the league.
1: Yeah. But then I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that Angel City right now?
0: They're not operating. So um, I think that's why it's like that weird long caveat.
1: I was like, I know. Because when I read that, I'm thinking, oh. I mean, a few months ago, you guys were hyping this L.A. team, that you know. But, okay, the operating, that is the game changer. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the owners is led by Angie and Chris Long, who are local to Kansas City, um, very fi- successful in the financial sector. Um,
0: capital management
1: mm-hmm. portfolio.
0: Capital- Management, portfolio managers, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, something financy.
1: Something financy. Angie is the chief investment officer, and Chris, SEO CEO of Palmer Square Capital Management, which probably deals with investments. Um, so yeah, so they also have, I believe. It is former – another part owner is professional soccer – former professional soccer player and fitness entrepreneur Brittany Matthews, who I believe is engaged to Super Bowl champion winning quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I'm like, when did she play soccer?
0: It was like in Sweden, and I didn't um, know not very long.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So she was not an NWSL player. She had a pretty brief career. Um, okay. But she did, you know, play professionally for for a short spell, okay. which is great. Like that's awesome to have an ownership. Uh, yeah. With like have that perspective in an owners group is fantastic.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, it seems like it's not just. um You know, uh, super Caucasian male, older, (laughs) with a lot of money, um, who may ruin your team in the future. Um, (laughs) It's
0: not a group that's dependent on one old white racist dude for survival. Uh,
1: Is that uh, what you're you're trying to say? You know, I was trying to be tactful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. And then the new president is Jen Golvik, who is the president. Yes, yeah, she is the president. She she had like a lot of experience in the business world. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's an exciting, legit. It's obviously a team who a group of of owners that d- does care about bringing a team back, and I think. I think, I think maybe that's the direction that the end of ESL is going, where it has to be like a group of investors rather than just, you know, an old white male <laughs> with a lot of money who could eventually ruin your team. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I I haven't read too much on the on them just from what I know. Uh, Chris Long just followed me on Twitter, so. I will try to be mindful of what I tweet. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Which I think. We're just
0: so crazy on Twitter.
1: You know, really
0: have to tone it down.
1: Those RSL boxers were wild on me.
0: Well, some of us are actually.
1: Uh. <laughs> I mean, who got in trouble for that Kristen Press meme? Not me.
0: That's <laughs> true, or not you. Know? I did recently tell someone to F off on Twitter and that felt pretty good.
1: What?
0: Someone had a like a real bad take about the team deserve this.
1: So Wow. Lucas. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
0: so that- I promptly told them to F off and then I blocked them, so they probably never saw my tweet.
1: No, Which you gotta let wise. them see it and then block it.
0: I know, it just felt I was mad and it felt satisfying to say. I waited like five seconds and like, maybe they'll get a push notification on their phone. I, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Um, so why do you think. An NW cell team will be successful in Kansas city this time when, you know, it it was a struggle and it ended in, mm-hmm. you know, folding last time.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I wrote about this. Um, this afternoon or the article that I published. Um, I, I think I think I think the problems with Kansas City were not stadium based. Um, I, I think playing at a soccer park is not ideal for a professional soccer team for sure. But um, the owners back in kansas city and those old days were so neglectful and i feel like the the kansas city team to them was just a side project Mm
0: -hmm. and i think
1: this new ownership will be more involved um and i think they will look at what went wrong with the past kansas city team and learn from that um so I'm hopeful that it goes better this time around, that they do take care of the team, that they do market the team well um, in the city, and that they fight for them to play in a stadium um, of professional standards, um, which obviously takes us to the next point of, um, I think right now the big thing that everyone is talking about is not so much that, you know, why Kansas City, as a whole, Kansas City is a – they do like soccer. They are
0: – They get they, really good uh, yeah. viewership numbers for uh, national team games and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So, And they, I think recently with the NWSL viewership too. Um, yeah, that's
0: right. They did have really good numbers for Yeah. Fall Series and Challenge Cup, right?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the interest is there is just – you. I mean, if we think about the when the first game for Salt Lake City, I remember hearing the reason why they got so many fans is because they marketed like they were so focused on marketing. Um, and marketing is is what it is, what it is. And so this team has to be well marketed. Um,
0: yeah, which which will be interesting because marketing was easier here because i think you had a a a built-in audience with rsl fans Mm -hmm. like i guarantee you there are a lot of people who started following the royals because they were rsl fans and big rsl fans and wanted to be a part of kind of the next thing Mm -hmm. um rsl related but also the owner of the team owns a ton of radio stations and has a ton of ways to advertise very cheaply for himself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm curious to see how they do that um you know i know you don't live in kansas city but i'd be curious to hear like from your friends if they see that you know kind of out out in the city um in local media and things like that if there's you know uh notable advertisements for this new team
1: yeah i i remember the times that i uh made it for games there was I don't remember, I think I saw one sign near the stadium, which I'm like, well, the only people are going to see, I mean, at the the <laughs> stadium, the only people are going to see this is people driving in this area or to the stadium, like, they're not, <laughs> I mean, it,
0: oh, oh, good, we're, we're going the right way, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, look, a sign. so, yeah, I mean, because even back then when I would visit, like, my friends there, they were like, there's a team here? Did they play where the where Kansas City plays. I was like, "No." So mm-hmm. like yeah. even a lot of people did not know that there was an actual women's professional team. Um yeah. so that you got to get that viewership out there. You got to get you got to show off the team everywhere that you can in Kansas City. I mean
0: Well, yeah. I, th- I think that brings us to our next point, which is why is Sporting Kansas City like such a trash team?
1: <laughs> Tell us, Lucas. This is No, really- I'm I'm
0: asking <laughs> you like why do they refuse to support women's soccer in any meaningful way? Yeah. Like they can't even they can't even receive payments for their stadium for a women's team to play there. That yeah. seems bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also
0: they should not have won the 2013 MLS Cup. Mm. There should have been a second yellow. Mm. Shootout should have gone differently. It's just ridiculous.
1: Just (laughs) ridiculous
0: everything. I'm
1: so sorry. Was that like seven years ago today?
0: It's been a while. Today? Oh, was it? We don't celebrate that date in Salt Lake (laughs) City. I don't know. I don't know how (laughs) your fan base feels about it.
1: Let's see. 2013 MLS Cup was the 18th edition of Major League Soccer. Played on December 7th, 2013. Uh, I'm sorry, Lucas. Mm -hmm. It was a sunny, chilly evening. Um, Which is funny because global warming has changed that. Because it's now like in the 50s. Um, But. Wow, it was 20 degrees. Wow, that's cold. Um, Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Anyway. You know, I've heard I've heard a few a few things about why the sporting club um, just doesn't want to. I, I've heard it's because the cost they don't they just don't think it's going to be profitable. Um, which I think if you're basing off a team from three, five, four years ago, however long. Kansas City was in Kansas City, 13, 14, four seasons. I think if you were basing it off of that, I think that's pretty crap. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like you don't know. And it's – I mean, SKC2 doesn't even get that many fans in there in the first place either, so – yeah, so I've heard it's because of they don't think it's going to be profitable for them um, or even worth the operating cost if, you know, they have to rent out their stadium. Um, another reason is uh, f- the field maintenance. And they already have, like, two teams playing on it, up to three. And so it would just be too much to add another one. And then... The third one is actually potentially competition. Um, hmm. Though, you know, the women's team could be more popular. and.
0: Oh, man, I would love that so much.
1: I know you would. I know you would. Um, <laughs> honestly, it all just sounds petty. I don't think there's, like, a real specific reason. There, I think a lot of it is they're just saying it's a bunch of excuses, just hmm. not to. And... It is giving them bad publicity. Um and I mean, how would you feel if RSL refused to let the Royals play at Real Tinto Stadium?
0: Yeah, I mean I would be pissed.
1: Yeah. So it I mean, I I think Seattle faced this as well, where the Sounders just didn't wanna I could be wrong, but um
0: yeah, that's a little different because they don't own that stadium. Like, they, they play in an NFL stadium.
1: That's true. That's true. I guess Seattle doesn't have one. I'm literally um,
0: watching Seattle play in Seattle right now, actually. Well, <laughs> it's the MLS playoffs. Who's winning? It's 0-0 in the 25th minute. Seattle um, versus Minnesota United.
1: I hope it's Minnesota.
0: I oh, really hope it's Seattle.
1: Oh, Seattle's been there. I want to see a newer team. Yeah, I'm the kind. Of, I'm the kind of person that likes to see new things.
0: <laughs> I think RSL has just always struggled with Minnesota, so I feel a little more salty there. Oh, of course,
1: the history. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't know what Sk- SKC's deal is. I think they're just being petty, and yeah, I mean,
0: it's not a good look. but
1: no, I mean, you could honestly have. A a good partnership um, of a successful men's team, if you know, of who has won championships in the past, and a Kansas City team that it's also going to, you know, bring players like, you know, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press when they play for LA, and, um, you know, Alex Morgan and all these big time players that you could be hosting. It could be a good thing. Instead, we are being petty men. Yeah. And it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But they do want to build a soccer-specific stadium, I believe, as an ownership group, which is, I think, really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's sort of rare that you see that in the
1: league. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even
0: Angel City, which is like being kind of hailed as this new flagship team, doesn't have their own stadium. They're playing an LAFC stadium if – um, Kansas City can build their own stadium and it'd be something cool and something that is very unique to their NWSL team like that's that's pretty awesome
1: mm-hmm. I think I saw I think it was Kim McCauley who um, made a t- like made a comment via a tweet that just watching for what went down with Delo Hansen, she was even saying that eventually the NWSL has to get away from relying on the MLS like as ownerships as using their stadiums like eventually just NWSL needs to get owners who can eventually build their own clubs like the USL I mean I think a lot of USL clubs have their own stadiums right
0: um some do
1: yeah it, it's so, super
0: varied in the USL
1: though yeah yeah but I I I think it's, I mean, Salt Lake City does, um, North Carolina, I believe. I don't know if they're USL, though, so never mind. And that's where the Courage plays. Yeah, well.
0: um, they are. They're USL. Okay. So... And I've been to that th- stadium. It's a lovely little stadium.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember where you first. just showed up with your little Kodak camera Kodak. shooting.
0: <laughs> Nikon D40. Uh, excuse me, that was... Uh, uh, Classic camera.
1: Mm, That camera, Kitlin's
0: great memories.
1: That was a good one. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think eventually the NWSL, just like we're, you know, eventually have to move on from you know these relying on the U.S. national team stars to carry the league, like the and the league. Hopefully, years down the road, can have its own stadiums and they don't have to rely and deal with you know stinkers like skc um i mean i think even sky blue fc solved problems with red bull arena uh i, I don't think red bull what's the name of that team
0: new york red bulls
1: hey are red bulls thank you what an odd name um yeah. but awesome stadium though um Never but, been.
0: I would love to go. That one's on my list.
1: So nice, so nice. I don't think, I don't think there will be, I think there will be a She Believes Cup, just not like one that I can attend this come year, but, um I mean, if I yeah. can attend
0: the Challenge Cup, maybe you can.
1: Well, mm, yeah, you know, it's just a lot of risk I don't want to take right now. Oh, that's, that's probably a fair point. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah.
0: So I did want to talk a little bit about,
1: mm.
0: like, why did this happen? Mm. Um. And like, did this did this need to happen? And I think we we were kind of talking about this off air, but like, yeah. Mm. It to me it all goes back to Deloy Hansen to to his. Racism, sexism, creating a toxic work environment. Um, that that this has happened and this is on him. Like Stockton tweeted tonight, like that he feels guilty for not doing more or something along those lines to keep the team in Utah. And I totally get that sentiment, but this isn't on anyone else but Deloitte Hansen. And it just it just does really suck that one man being terrible can rip a beloved team from its fan base. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no way around that just being pretty, pretty awful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I do think like, it's a moral thing. It needed to happen. If I could go back to, you know, August and prevent this from happening in some way um, of like Deloitte getting on the radio station, talking about how offended he was, of players um, protesting the murder of um, minorities at the hands of the police. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's so hard to like to think about could the team still be here and Deloitte still be in power. Like, part of me is just feeling right now. It's like I would almost rather take Deloitte and keep the Royals here than lose the Royals and have Deloitte pushed out. But I don't think that that – is the moral or ethical thing to do? Um, I don't know. how do you feel about like I don't know about about this needing to
1: happen or not? Yeah, I think i I don't what I think the public the the leagues finding out what was actually happening. Behind the scenes. Because you know the NWSL always. From the beginning. And even up to the Challenge Cup. This past summer. Deloy Hansen was portrayed as this. You know. Wonderful. Human being. Owner who was doing everything. He could to. Support the women's game. Yada yada yada. And. You know, if you're being told that lie, you're going to believe it. And
0: and he he works really hard to maintain that image publicly.
1: For sure. But behind the scenes, his employees, um, you know, the staff, um, ex-employees, they, I mean, they know what's exactly what's going on. And, you know, I was... I think just from knowing you guys and talking to you guys of hearing what a toxic environment working at the RSL organization was Um, and if it wasn't for, I mean the the thing about this is when you think about it, it's like nobody did this to himself but Delo Hansen. Hmm. He went on his own radio station (sighs) to complain about ourselves sitting out a game like in the end how it all started was with deloy hansen and of course you know people are going to pick up on it ourselves going to pick up on it um ourselves show all the like deloy hansen put himself in this situation um so when we talk about who his role in all of this, he caused it. He started it. Um, And it began with him complaining about his team sitting out. And it just unraveled from there. Um, And then I was at former player. What is his name?
0: Andy Williams, the furloughed chief scout, Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: which is also crazy to me. Like if he wasn't furloughed, by Deloitte Hansen would he f- have felt like speaking out against his employer if there's a good working relationship there mm-hmm. and yeah Bama Andy Bama Williams is everyone called him Bama is like was the catalyst that took this from oh it's crazy Deloy Hansen said that to oh Del- Deloy Hansen will be removed from ownership of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These sports organizations,
1: right, right. So even even like me explaining things to my soccer friend, non soccer friends, they're like, "What?" They're like, "How did this happen?" I'm like, "Well, like this," and they're like, "Oh, yeah, that guy needed to go." <laughs> so I mean, even on my friends who do not follow soccer, were are totally in agreement that this man needed to go as owner um so yeah it's yeah i think it needed to happen it came at a cost and i think that's what's the most sad part about all all of this is is that it came at a at a cost Mm because the youth the royals are gone um and for all we know could our cell be next um i mean we we are seeing i mean for everything Deloy Hansen worked for, you know the academy and the Royals and he took it down with him, and that's
0: yeah i so i I spoke to a former employee tonight who is a friend um and he was like he's like, yeah, all this just makes, makes me hate Deloitte even more. And like, he's like, I really, I really would not be at all surprised if he had a potential deal and sabotaged it just, just to be vindictive. And like, we honestly, like we just don't know if there were other deals or possibilities or this is kind of what everyone keeps coming back to, but. Ryan Smith toured the facilities. He met with Deloy Hansen about buying the whole organization, and that didn't go well. And Deloy, like, and him had some kind of falling out, but Deloy is famously difficult. And then Ryan Smith, who's a local tech billionaire, goes around and buys the Utah Jazz that was not for sale. Um, like, <laughs> like if Deloy had been cool uh and been willing to work with Ryan Smith like we would still have the Utah Royals mm-hmm. in Utah with mm-hmm. new owner with a young owner who um you know seemed excited to support the organization who um yeah like he donates money to really good causes that I support and I was like I saw that, I'm like, man, I'm just really jealous that he's not the owner versus a guy who tells a player that he's just done with the Black Lives Matter movement because it's too much of a headache for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, no. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, yeah, I just think about that and mm-hmm. would not put it past Deloitte Hansen to have really, like, ruin deals just to be vindictive or just so people mm-hmm. would have this sentiment of like oh would it be better if Deloitte were still here I wish he was still here mm-hmm. and like I feel that because yeah I feel super bummed the Royals aren't here but at the same time like at the end of the day I think I kind of keep coming back to this truth of Deloy Hansen is a deeply unethical person he should not own a sports team he should mm-hmm. not be in a position of leadership. He should, you know, it's unfortunate that he is a successful businessman and will continue to be a wealthy, successful businessman even after all this.
1: Mm-hmm. But, mm.
0: you know, you can only do so much.
1: For sure. And and even if, I think, I feel like Hanson just owns so much in Utah, in Utah. at some point. I don't know. How do you? How do you stop yourself from doing business with this guy um, if you're, like, an independent owner? I I don't know. I mean, so much of the royals was connected to Deloitte Hansen's investments. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, every, like, jersey sponsor they've ever had mm-hmm. have been Deloitte companies.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which IRS. How? You might want to look into his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's it's sad that it had to happen, and like we said earlier, like the ones dealing with all of this is is the fans, and it's not fair. And I feel so sad, and I just, you know,
0: yeah. Well, um, sort of what's next for Utah is, you know, kind of as we talked about earlier, um, the team can rejoin or, yeah, rejoin the league in 2023 as the Utah Royals. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, To me, that feels um, like kind of the one glimmer of hope. I keep thinking of the very end of it's the cheesiest movie uh, moment in the whole movie but that um, mm. uh, Rogue One the Star Wars like spinoff <laughs> movie where at the very end they show Princess Leia and she's just like hope uh, <laughs> it's kind of what I've been feeling about yep. this little statement of um, the Royals could rejoin in 2023 Um, mm. and I think a lot of people are rallying around that and getting really stoked around that I feel like there's a strong possibility that does not happen um and I think fans should should not live in this in this like oh we just have to wait 2 years and then we get a team back. Um that is dependent on the new owner.
1: Mm.
0: And we have no idea if the new owner is going to value women's soccer, but what we do know is most MLS owners do not. Mm. Um And so hopefully there's a strong enough interest from the fan base from, you know, to make, to make there be pressure that the owner sees the value in it. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, people have to fight constantly, but I do think if you are a fan of the Utah Royals and you want there to be an NWSL team here in the future, make, make that known. Mm. Um, you know, we don't have an owner, so it's hard to say right now, like where where that gets directed. But um, like, if you're an RSL fan, bring a banner to the stadium saying, you know, we want an NWSL team. You would see NWSL banners at LAFC games, and now LA has an NWSL team. Like, that's great. Those mm-hmm. things do work. That yeah. does capture, like, that captures notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Meg Linehan, uh, provided some context around it. Um, I think this is a quote she got from the league, but some context for the 2023 reestablishment of Utah Royals from a league source, um, with the sale of Utah soccer holdings to a new ownership group, there will, there will essentially be a clause for an option to buy an NW expand, excuse me, to buy NW expansion rights, for the 2023 season with a set price. Mm. So it's not that this is automatically happening. It's not that, um, you know, they can just uh like, this is free. They have to invest money to do this. Mm. Um, The NWSL team, those rights like that's gone. They can repurchase a, a expansion rights, um, mm. which will be in the millions of dollars. So, you have to have an owner that values that. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't... I guess I didn't... The set price thing was... I was questioning, like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Um. Yeah. I assume
0: it would be, like, comparable to whatever, like, Angel City paid, probably.
1: Yeah. How much is an NWSL team? Can we buy an, Endos- <laughs> an <NWSL? laughs> Um Probably everything I will make in my lifetime is what they cost. Um, I don't know. I'm hopeful that there will be a team. I think the market is there is there. Um, it it is depend on the new owner, but i don't I don't think it's. I don't think it has to be anybody tied to our cell. Um, Like I, maybe that's the dangerous part of owning three teams is that if something goes wrong, then you're caught in this moment where like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And like, quite frankly, the Royals is a team that is least integrated into the overall system. Like you know they're the newest um there's been all this infrastructure built for years around rsl and the academy and then the addition of the monarchs and then the moving of the academy from arizona to harriman um like i have heard people be like oh man the monarchs are going to be next it'd be pretty crazy in my opinion for an owner to want to come in buy rsl but cut the monarchs because Mm -hmm. the monarchs is such a great development piece For RSL. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Wait and see? Wait and see. We got to wait till 2023 really to see.
1: Oh, man. Actually, Um, I guess
0: we would know like well before. (laughs) It's not like it's going to be, you know, February of 2023 and then we get a decision on this.
1: Hey, if somebody would have told me at the beginning of summer that there would be an FC Kansas, I mean, a new Kansas City team. I'd be like, what? Anything can happen, Lucas. Yeah, hope- but
0: everything that keeps happening is bad.
1: Yeah, RSL's but- in a pickle right
0: now. Um, yeah. So RSL tweeted out this statement today, and I just want to read that. I know I've read a lot of statements in this podcast today, um, yeah. but yeah, this is a club statement. RSL is still one hundred percent committed to the women's game and to young women who play. It is our hope to have an NWCL team back in Utah soon. In the meantime, we will support the young women in Utah with our clinics and educational programs. We will continue to fully support and operate the Utah Royals Arizona Academy in Phoenix, as well as work with our affiliates in San Diego and El Paso. Real Salt Lake was proud to bring Royals FC to Utah, and we look forward to the next chapter. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a mm-hmm. lot
0: to unpack in that. Um Firstly, did you know about the El Paso thing? Nope. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, super fascinating to me that somewhere in this organization, there's still Utah Royals as a name being used um, Mm -hmm. at even just at an academy level. Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's kind of awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah. On the other hand, like, no one has the authority to really back up the statement in any meaningful way. Um, there's no owner there's an interim president um who who is essentially working for the outgoing owner um (laughs) like i don't know if this is just like pr or marketing or what like it sounds great but and i hope i hope it's true and i like that it's i guess i kind of i like that it's out there but like what like what backs this up
1: Mm. Inspirational content um, for the disappointed fans yeah. is my guess. Um,
0: I think my fear here is that, like, they're in order to ease the anger around
1: mm-hmm. the
0: Royals leaving, that they're it—it's it, coming across as just wait two years, we're getting an Andrew team back, and that is not a guarantee by any stretch.
1: Mm yeah. It's it is a bizarre statement because you're like, "Huh, okay." Um, well, that's nice. You're committed to the game. You didn't keep do anything to keep it here because you can't because you don't have an owner. Um, and no. yeah, it's like this does whoever buy rsl is there like a clause that says they have to bring back a team in 2023? I don't know. I uh, I
0: doubt it because I think they probably in trying to make the the sale more attractive want that to be optional.
1: Right. You don't want to so, scare away
0: a buyer because oh they have to right. do this.
1: Right. So that my next question is is who retains the rights to the name and
0: Utah Soccer Holdings
1: which will be whoever the new owner is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, say I buy RSL mm-hmm. tomorrow and I buy Utah Soccer Holdings, that means I also buy the rights to Utah Royals?
0: Yeah, I think that that's included because I think that that property at this point is pretty much worthless. Okay. Um worthless in that you still have to it, even if you had that you would still have to pay the expansion fee to the nw cell
1: okay gotcha
0: that's my understanding i, I could be wrong but yeah. that's that's how i how i read it
1: you know more than me in these matters of rsl <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so one one other thing i wanted to point out that I really like Dan Laletta wrote in the equalizer, um, the sale of the Royals to Kansas city, to the Kansas city group is likely an indicator that the groups discussing RSL were not interested in also taking in the Royals, which sources have corroborated to the equalizer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So to, to me, that
1: mm-hmm. is
0: concerning
1: mm-hmm.
0: because if you have potential buyers who are not interested in the Royals, who buy RSL, Utah soccer holdings, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. like they're not going to, the likelihood of them activating the 2023 clause and paying that expansion fee seems really low. And in my mind, if there is a potential buyer and they're close, but they want to have the Royals, surely they would have been talking to the league and being like, Hey, like we're close, like just hold off until, mm-hmm. you know, January when this goes through or something. Mm-hmm. And surely that is what the NWCL would want, even if they would feel nervous about it. But, you know, um, on the off the crossbar podcast, Matt Montgomery was saying, like, he wouldn't be surprised at all if mm-hmm. um the sale happens January 1st is a big holiday, goes mm-hmm. through January 2nd, and then is unlike the tax year for Deloitte Hansen for 2021 20, rather than 2020. Hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. like that, that could happen. And if we're that close to a sale of Utah soccer holdings, surely if a potential owner was um, that invested and wanted the Royals, they could have talked to the league.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i mean
0: that's mm-hmm. all speculation but i don't know yeah that makes me feel pretty pessimistic about a
1: mm-hmm.
0: future NWL club
1: mm-hmm.
0: at least one attached to rsl mm-hmm. uh in, in select city now now maybe someone buys utah soccer holdings and a third party comes in and is like hey can we buy the utah rose rights off of you and rent you know rent out space at the stadium or something um that that could happen mm-hmm. very possibly. I'm not really sure how the leagues would, would go for that, but there could be a Utah Royals that is not, you know, owned by the RSL organization.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I was worried about. I'm like, yeah, there's not everybody, sadly, is passionate about women's soccer. Um I mean, there were a couple of comments that I, you know, read in our the coverage of the Royals moving and relocating. So we were like, well good. Um <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh, shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> probably better than but, just saying F off. Yeah, you know. Um, usually my thought is like, You're such a dum dum. That's usually my response for everything. Um But I, I think that's what worried me is that from the get-go of selling the organization, I was like, they're going to have to find somebody who's really passionate about women's soccer. And maybe it was Ryan Smith, and sadly that's not what happened. But, you know, it. I, I think that's the disappointing part is like the Royals were a dispensable team for some. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that the NWSL was like, well, guess we got to do what we got to do, which is unfortunate for Utah because that meant relocating this team. Of all places, Kansas City, it's so bizarre. Um, But, yeah. I thought it would be at least Atlanta or something, but no.
0: I know. Of all places, you're right. That is crazy. but it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, any other thoughts on – I mean, we're, we've gone – We ran pretty late today. (laughs) Any other thoughts on uh, this whole thing?
1: No, just. (sighs) It's sad. I hope I wish it wasn't like this. And I was, you know, we were in the middle of player profiles and I was like, well. I don't think we have to do this anymore, but um, we don't. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, just two quick pieces of other news. Uh Alex Morgan has scored for Tottenham Hotspur.
1: Yay! It's
0: funny, Saturday night the news came out and it was like really devastating and it was really sad Sunday morning. But Tottenham Aww. Hotspur women got their first like win. Alex Morgan got a goal and then mm. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur men just mm. rolled Arsenal it was incredible
1: oh, so great
0: it was oh, yeah so I was like really happy about that <laughs> and then also just like this lingering despair
1: mm-hmm. I actually thought of you watching the game I was like oh some joy for Lucas
0: I know I was, I was thinking like <laughs> oh they're gonna lose this and just everything's gonna be bad I skied on Saturday and I fell really hard and so like oh no the right side of my butt Hurt so bad, <laughs> uh, and it was like kind of embarrassing because I sort of hobble around. But it's getting better, and I skied today.
1: Oh, good kid! Um,
0: so yeah, it was nice that that at least Tottenham could bring some bring me some joy, even though I realized that that is a unwise basket to put all your sports uh, hopes into.
1: Mm, top of but
0: the table. Top of the table. Just got Liverpool nipping at our heels nonstop. Whatever it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, other second piece of news: Kelly O'Hara was um, sold to the Washington Spirit for seventy five thousand dollars in cap allocation money. Um, does this matter?
1: Yes, because uh, Kansas City gets that, so Kansas City now has money from Becky Sabrin and Chris Press. And Kelly O'Hara, so
0: they also don't have any US allocated players. So it sucks to be them.
1: (laughs) Ooh, you just wait. You just wait.
0: I know I'm so curious, like honestly, this this off season is gonna be just fascinating, even though it's gonna be sad. But just (laughs) with whatever happens with sort of the transition Mm. from Utah to Kansas. But yeah, mm,
1: yeah.
0: Well, um, we are gonna do at least one more show. It's gonna be a sort of in in moratorium, in remembrance type show, and we don't want it to be just sad. Um, so I think we're gonna have hopefully Cindy and I, but Virtue and and Megan, if we can all find a time on and share some of our favorite memories, favorite moments. Um, but we want listeners as well. And if you are have listened to 123 minutes of this, mm-hmm. um, uh, which I think is the name of one of uh, RJ's podcasts. Um, oh, yeah. It's the minute we're at now. Um, if you've made it this deep, we would love to hear from you on that. So um, if you can record a 15 to like 45 seconds, audio clip on your phone, like using, I know on, um, iPhone, there's like a voice memos option. I'm sure Android has something comparable. Um, i just record yourself, you know, with your name, um, your favorite player and why your favorite Utah Royals memory and just what the team has meant to you. And then anything else you want to add about the team. Um, and then email it to us. We would love to just end out, um, the show, with those audio clips. Um, mm. so email them to U R F C show at gmail.com. Again, U R F C show at gmail.com. Um, mm. and just try to record it, you know, on speaker, but somewhere in kind of a quiet place. Don't do it while you're driving. Just try mm. to have, you know, decent audio quality if you can, but we would just really appreciate it. You know, please keep it brief, but we do want to hear from you and think that would be kind of a great way to end out the podcast.
1: Mm, mm-hmm yeah that'll be fun to hear from some of you all um our three listeners
0: i don't know <laughs> if you've seen our number it's more than three
1: yeah really four <laughs>
0: Eight. uh well on a good week it's four
1: Oh. okay yeah that's what i thought um yeah send us those questions guys it'll be fun i'm excited to chat one more time and then um rename this podcast the tottenham hotspur show it's a good one
0: i mean it's gonna be a seamless transition i don't even know if people will notice
1: no they'll (laughs) be like what wow my favorite soccer team on the planet
0: (laughs) yep people already come here for all their tottenham hotspur content (laughs) and no one is listening to this like why are they talking about that again
1: yeah exactly so
0: All right, Mm -hmm. Cindy. Well, thanks so much for chatting. And yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk soon. And thanks, everyone, for listening. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas.